Let's now turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So we're going to read verses 6 through 9. And as we do that, if we could please, if at all possible, if we could please uh, stand to honor the reading of his word. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 9. Yet we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Although not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery of the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages of our glory. None of the rulers of this age knew it, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God bless and honor the reading of his word and you may be seated. Do you all have common senses? Now, let me say that again. Do you all have common senses? I didn't ask you all have common sense. I hope you have that too. Do you all have common senses? All the senses, you know. You know what I'm talking about. Be able to see, hear, speak, those kinds of things. I hope you do. Have you ever heard of a monkey see, monkey do? I bet you have. You're probably thinking of some of your family members when I say that. But the fact is, is and, and don't tell them you think that. You don't need to get yourself in trouble for that. <laughs> But uh, the fact is, is that comes from the old see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. And that might not be in the exact order because it changes. I, I've seen it so many different orders. Sometimes I say hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Sometimes I, I've seen it so many different orders, different ways. I've, I've heard it so many ways. But did you know there's actually a fourth part to that? There is. I wasn't aware of it because usually you just hear the three. But there's a fourth part. It comes from Middle Eastern thing, and it's usually with monkeys, and uh, with uh, with these little monkey uh, critters you've seen, and they usually have their uh, hands over their ears, and the one has their hands over their eyes, and one has their hand over their mouth, and then there's a, a fourth one, and it's a do no evil. That's the fourth one, just sitting there, looking at me, and it says do no evil. And and I apologize if you think of uh, monkeys are, are cute. I apologize because I didn't mean to offend you, and I apologize because you think they're cute. But that being said, <laughs> that being said, see, hear, speak, do. And that's the title of today's sermon. See, hear, speak, do. See, hear, speak, do. Now, I, I would say say it real quick, but that sounds real funny. It almost sounds like a dance, doesn't it? See, hear, speak, do. But uh, Or uh, a weird kind of hairdo. But anyway, that being said, see, hear, speak, do, no evil. You know, the lost does not know what is evil. They don't know that it's evil. They, they don't know the difference between evil and not evil. Now, it's true that they think they do, and there's certain things they know is wrong. They see uh, when people are killed and things, and they know it's wrong. But sometimes they tell themselves that these things are not so wrong, these things are okay. Well, you hear it all the time, and some people may, that you might even know do it. That, well, that's not so bad. Some people think it's not so wrong to lie. Of course, God tells us not to, not to lie. 
not to bear false witness. That's wrong. It's evil. It's very evil. Uh, but people do it all the time. It's still an evil. It's a lie. It's a sin. It's a sin. Well, who are you to say what's right and wrong? I'm not. The Bible is. God's word is, you see. You can't tell God what's right and wrong because God tells you what's right and wrong. See, hear, speak, do. See, hear, speak, do. The lost doesn't know what's right and wrong, but we're supposed to. The Christian is supposed to. Why? Are we to go around and tell people what's right and wrong? Don't do this, do this, do that. No, no, no not really. Jesus is to tell us through his word. Jesus tells us what is right and wrong, and we're to do it. And by doing it, we're to show the lost what to do, what is right, what is wrong. We're to be an example, see, a living example, because that's what Jesus was. Jesus didn't just tell people this is right and this is wrong. What he did was he lived it. He was the living and is, incidentally, the living word. He was the fulfillment, the fulfillment of the word and the fulfillment of the law, the law of God. He lived it. People say, I, I, there's so many people say, oh, but nobody can live the Ten Commandments. But God could, and he did through Jesus Christ. He did. Why? Because he was born sinless. Now, we, we, we weren't. We were not. But Jesus did, and he showed it could be done, and he did. And so through him, things can be done. The lost doesn't know what is evil. They don't know that. So very often, well, we see it, different lifestyles. Things are said all the time. They say evil all the time. Perhaps you see things constantly, whether it be on the news or through music or on, on movies and things, and they're trying to converse young people to do evil constantly. We see it. There's people, even in court, trying to converse what is good and what is wrong, what is right. They don't know. Why do they not know? Because they don't always know God. Even some who claim to know Jesus Christ don't seem to know what's right and wrong. And the Bible tells us it's going to be this way. But folks, we as Christians, we who have Jesus Christ in our heart, we should know. We should know what is right and wrong. We should see it. We should know. So let's go through this one by one. See no evil. Now, this doesn't mean to be blind to it. We know that the world is blind to evil. When people say, see no evil, this doesn't mean to be blind to the evil and not to see that the, there's evil around. Because we know there's evil around. We know that. I'm sure right now, when you see something that's wrong going on, you see that. Whether it's on the news, whether it's somebody doing something, and, and you, you know, you know what people say. Oh, judge not, let she be judged. You hear that all the time because it's taken out of context. It's taken out of context. That's not what the Bible is telling you. Well, you know it because the Holy Spirit's the one telling you that it's wrong. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. The lost world won't see evil. They're blind to it. They don't have the ability. They can't see the truth because the truth doesn't live in them. But the truth does live in you. Jesus Christ is the truth, isn't he? Amen? Amen. And incidentally, you can say amen to me. I'm not going to get mad. I promise you. I won't get mad if I know you're awake. I won't get mad if I know you're listening. I promise you. I won't get angry. I won't yell at you. I, I may yell and, and, and get loud, but it's not because I'm yelling at you. It's just because I'm getting into the word. Okay. So so the thing is, is uh, I once watched a movie. In fact, I own it. Now, I don't like everything in it, obviously. But the thing is, there's a movie... Uh, about this guy who found a special pair of glasses, sunglasses, in fact. And these glasses would show him things that are going on that other people couldn't see. 
And these glasses, uh, when he put them on, he see that some of the writing that was on in newspapers would say something completely different if you were wearing these sunglasses. And he would see that some of the people in the street, even on the TV, they, they weren't necessarily human beings. They were aliens, in fact. Uh, Goofy-looking faces, blue and big bulging eyes. And the name of the movie is called They Live. It's silly. Starting a wrestler, actually, I like. Uh, he's no longer with us. But the fact is, it's a silly movie. It's called They Live. Uh, but what I like about the film, the silly film, the sunshades and all that he wears, is that through these lenses, he could see what no one else could see. He could see that the supposed in the film, at least, that the truth. He could see the truth that no one else could see. And I like that. I like that. And I like it because it's the same thing with you, Christian. We should be able to see the truth that the world cannot see. Because of why? Because the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives you a vision. It gives you vision that the world cannot see. They can see no evil. But you should be able to see the evil of the world around you. You should be able to see it. Now, we're not to see evil in the sense that we should look on evil things and want to see evil things. We should not want to watch evil movies. We not, should, should not be able to want to watch pornography and want to be able to see the things of Satan and enjoy those things. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. But we should be able to see that those things are evil. We're not to be like the world. We're to be able to have the vision of the Holy Spirit. Christian you must see the truth of God. The blind need to be guided, guided by you. No, 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 no. They need to be guided by God's vision, that vision that you should have. And so what are we saying that you're to lead them? Well, we're to say that God's to lead them. But how do they do that when they don't have that vision? Imagine this. Imagine that you have seen something going on in the road ahead up there on this highway going on, and no one else can see that. And God allowed you to see it, and they couldn't. So you wanted to protect them, and you're trying to tell them what's about to happen. God allows you to have that vision. Now, you're trying to tell these blind people who don't have that vision yet. You're trying to save them from going into that horrible situation. God wants you to tell them the truth that you can see, and they cannot. Don't be selfish. Don't hoard that truth. Don't be selfish in that way. Don't be ashamed that you have the eyes of God. But some Christians are. Some Christians are, oh, I don't want them to think poorly on me. I don't want them to think I'm not cool. Well, folks, i got to tell you something. A selfish human being, a selfish Christian is not cool. You better let them see what you can see. But what if I tell them they don't believe me? Well, they may not. But it's not because they have something against you. It's because they have something against God. Because they don't see what you see because they don't have his vision. But if you speak and allow, allow God's vision to be uh, heard, perhaps the Holy Spirit will do for them what he did for you. And allow the momentary vision to be seen and they'll grab a hold of it. But it won't happen unless you uh, allow it to be seen. Christians, don't take off your Holy Spirit glasses. Don't take off the Holy Spirit glasses. Now, this might be a moment where people say, are you saying you can lose your, your, the Holy Spirit? No, that's not what I'm saying. But we are still human. And there are times that we take off glasses and we have bad vision. And I'm talking about the fact that we allow our fleshly eyes, or, or our eyes to be just, just to look on ourselves. You know what I'm talking about. 
times that we want to see with our own eyes. Let me tell you something. You all look blurry as all get out right now to me, just so you know. You look really blurry. And you know why? I'm not looking with my glasses. But sometimes even my glasses, I get a little blurred because I have some blurry spots on it. Well, here's the thing. We Christians sometimes, we're not looking through clear Holy Spirit lenses. We allow ourselves to blur it up with our own problems. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us. If you ever allow things to get blurry on the lenses of the Holy Spirit, you know what you should do? <sighs> Make sure you go back to the Lord, do the prayer, and get back in the Word again. Because let me tell you, every single day, something's going to get in your, your, your visionary track. It's going to get in the way of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has a problem. No, you have a problem. Our vision's getting away. Oh, Pastor, you're making me feel bad. I'm so sorry about that. But you know what? The problem's not just you. It's problems me. It's problem because we, we are imperfect. The Holy Spirit is the perfect one. We have to go back to God and allow Him to clear our eyes. And that can only be done if we continue to allow the Holy Spirit to allow us to see through His vision. Listen to what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. And this is talking about spiritual sight, not physical sight. It says this in Psalm 119, verse 18. This is Jesus, uh, excuse me, this is uh, uh, David, uh, David talking. David says this, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things from your law. And I like what it says in Romans 3:20. You can write these things down. I know I go quick. It says in Romans 3.20, Therefore by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified in his, Jesus, his sight, for through the law comes the knowledge of sin. Amen. Amen. This is why the law is important. It's through that we have knowledge of sin. We know it's right and wrong. The Lord gave it to us. So don't watch and look on the worldly things. Don't, don't always look at those worldly things and, and, and blur our vision, because that's what happens. We blur our vision all the time. We need to unblur that vision. Unblur it. Make sure that we keep our eyes on God. We need to watch for God. Watch His ways, His beauty, His signs. His signs through His Word. And through the Holy Spirit and the Word, it will show us what to do. Have you ever been completely confused completely fused of what you're about to do in your life and what you should do, suddenly you open the word and you pray and boom, it's clear. The vision is so clear. You say, Lord, I can't believe I couldn't see it before. And you know what God will tell you if you're really listening? God will say, you're not seeing it now. I'm showing you. It's not your eyes that's seeing it. It's my eyes that you're putting on. And I'm showing you the pathway. That's what's so funny. So often Christians will say, look, I can do all these things. Well, no, no, you're not doing all these things. I'm doing these things through Christ who, what? Strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. So often we almost want to take credit for God's glory and his grace. It's the Lord who's doing it. It's not us. It's like so many times when we're not feeling well, and we start taking medicine, and you, you know what it's like when you have the flu or whatever it might be. And you like say, oh, something's happened. I'm feeling great now. And you think you're perfectly fine until that medicine wears off. You say, oh, no, suddenly I'm sick again. No, you were sick the whole time. But that medicine is what's giving you the, the, the wonderful power that you thought you had. Jesus Christ gives us those wonderful abilities. It's not us who has that power. It's not us. It's the Lord Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Also, we're to hear no evil. Don't put our ears on the ways of the world. But listen now. Listen here. 
Don't listen to the ways of the world, the vulgar, impure, fleshly, vile, emotionally driven ways. And we sometimes do that. We sometimes do it. We, we listen to our own ears. You know, sometimes people need hearing aids. By the way, you don't have to raise your hand. If you have a hearing aid here, there's nothing wrong with that. God's given you a blessing, a true blessing. Just like with the glasses, hearing aids are a good thing. The Holy Spirit is our spiritual hearing aid. Amen? I've known some people whose hearing aids barely work. Maybe they've messed with it or whatever, but some people have hearing aids that are almost supernatural things, like they can hear things from far off. The Holy Spirit gives us a way to hear things that no one else can hear. Why? Because the Holy Spirit talks to us and tells us things. That's why when people, and I'm talking about people of the world, they say, there's no way, there's no way God's talking to you. What, what is he calling you on the phone? And I, I don't do this, but sometimes I want to say, I don't need a phone. The fact is, we don't need a phone. We have the Holy Spirit. He calls us and talks to us. You hear it all the time, don't you? Through the Word. You hear it. Haven't you ever picked up the Word of God and suddenly it's speaking to you, it's speaking to you, and you can hear it speaking to your heart, and, you, and times you have tears coming. You Why? Because the Holy Spirit's talking to you. But it's not so much that we just hear it. We have to listen. Not just to hear, but listen. Listen to the Holy Spirit and the truth in His Word so that we can be guided. So many times people used to give me directions. Oh, I'm so terrible at taking directions. Because I'm a visual man. I'm a visual man. And people say, okay, you go to Prospect and you go this and take a left and then you go there. I'm like, oh, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. You better write that one down. And, and also tell me, I'm not the smartest man in the world. But here's the thing. If I don't have it written down, and, and I almost have to draw it out. I almost have to draw it out. Thank God for these smartphones. They're smart because I'm not. But the thing is, is with the Holy Spirit, it guides us and shows us and it paints the picture for us, spiritually speaking, so that we can see and hear. Listen to what it says in John 10, 27. Listen to what the Lord's saying here. Are you listening, sheep? Hey, listen now. Listen to what the Lord says about us. Oh, I'm not putting you down. Because this is the Lord says this to me. He's talking about me too. Bah. This is what he says. It says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Hallelujah. I don't mind being one of the sheep of the Lord God. I'd rather be one of the sheep than one of the goats to go the other direction. You know what I'm saying? I love that. I like being his sheep. So Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. We need to hear what's being said to us. Listen to it. Jesus said this to the Pharisees, to those who are lost. They are deaf to God's word. They're deaf. They can't hear it. Listen, listen to what he says in John 8, 47. He who is of God hears God's word. Therefore, do not, therefore you do not hear them because you are not of God. Ooh, boy. That's deafening right there, isn't it? He says, you do not hear it for you are not of God. This is what we need to remember. We get frustrated a lot of times when we see the lost people and we know they're not hearing God. Remember, they don't know God. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to know that they don't know God. 
It makes me want to cry, and I do sometimes. The thought that these people are on their way to hell, they're not one of his sheep. They're not one of his sheep. But the sheep have to listen. They have to listen to the shepherd's voice. You know they have that shepherd's voice memorized. They have to listen and follow it. That's what we have to do. Hebrews 2.1 Therefore we should be more attentive to what we have heard, lest we drift away. You ever find yourself drifting away from the Lord? I have. I find myself, I don't even mean to, but we find ourselves drifting because we're listening to other voices, other shepherds, false shepherds. We've got to be careful because if we are not careful and we're not listening to our shepherd's voice, the Lord God, oh, Satan throws all sorts of voices out there to get our attention. Don't listen to that. Listen, listen, listen to the shepherd Jesus. And it says in Matthew eleven fifteen, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is when we need to listen and understand. We need to listen to God. Listen to the Holy Spirit. And this is where we need to open our eyes as we're listening. So we can hear and open our eyes. And the next is, of course, to speak. We're to speak no evil. We're to speak no evil. Oh, Pastor, isn't this, this is a difficult one, isn't it, Pastor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now here's the really tough question. <laughs> I doubt I'll see any hands. Who here has never spoken evil? <laughs> Notice I didn't see any hands. You know why? This is a difficult one. I didn't see any waves going on because every single one of us has had a, 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 a big wrong mouth at times. I know I was probably be the first one to not raise my hand. <laughs> We're to speak no evil. Don't speak and repeat the ways of the world. This is difficult. We've spoken rumors. We've spoken the talks of the world. We don't mean to. But we need to be careful. And I'm going to say it's not just to Christians, to all people, but Christians, we're not to repeat the ways of the world. We don't always mean to do it. Sometimes we're trying to fit in. Sometimes when we're with people of the world, we, we don't even realize that we're kind of fitting back in that wave and going back in there. You, have you ever noticed that? You, you don't realize you're doing it, whether you're watching something or listening to something, suddenly you find yourself so easily going to the wrong way of the wrong flock. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm sounding more like a goat than a sheep. How did I do that? How did I do that? Well, we know how. We're listening to the wrong folks, so we're speaking the wrong way. Don't speak to repeat the ways of the world. Don't have vulgar talk. I've suffered these things. Don't have vulgar talk, vulgar jokes. Don't belittle God. Oh, I've never belittled God. Well, by misusing his name, we belittle God. We belittle his name. By having bad jokes on him, we belittle God, belittle his name. People do it all the time. I hear Christians even, oh, God has a sense of humor. Listen, don't do that. Don't, don't belittle his name. Don't do that. Don't belittle his name. Don't use that double-edged sword the wrong way. Don't do that now. Don't belittle his name. We're to use his name correctly. We're to speak good about him. The truth. We're to use the truth. We're to speak truth. God's sweet, wonderful, loving, outstanding word. 
We're to speak love and to speak the gospel truth. We're to spread it to all people. Our mouth can be the most wonderful, loving, outstanding thing, or it can be horrible, terrible, biting, fighting, horrible things. You know, take it from me. This mouth can be sweet and wonderful and say wonderful things to build people up who we love, or it can be horrible, venomous, and tear people in half. God doesn't want that. He needs to build our brothers and sisters in Christ up and even the lost. No, I'm not talking about lying to them and saying, oh, you're going to have it. No, because that's a lie. But what we do need to do is speak loving, sweet, and bring them. Bring them in. Bring them in from the fields of sin. Bring them in. Bring them into the fold by letting them feel the love of Jesus, not through lies, but through the truth. That's what they need to see, that's what they need to hear. We're not to speak evil. No, 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 no. It says in Matthew 12, 36, But I say to you that for every idle word that men speak, they will give an account on the day of judgment. Whoo! Whoo! A little terrifying when you think about that. Now, I realize that we're forgiven of our sins. I realize that. But we still have to take an account for the words that come off of our tongue. Hmm. We've got to think that through. Some people like to always say, God, forgive me for everything I do. Yes, yes, yes. But we still have to be careful of the things we say, of the things that we do. We have to be careful. We have to be careful. Matthew 1, 19, listen now. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, okay, when you talk about brothers, talking about Christians, listen. My beloved brothers, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. We got to be very careful. Because what comes out of our mouth in anger, oh, that could tear that could tear things up for a person's life, even their eternity. If we say something in anger, and we, we could tear up the, the witness, and maybe that's going to keep them from coming forward. We've got to be real careful. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. That's a powerful statement. Very powerful. That's Proverbs 18.21. Ephesians 4.29. Let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good for building up, that it may give grace to the listeners. Oh, man, the Holy Spirit is making me feel guilty now because I am guilty as anyone else in this world for not always allowing gracious, wonderful words coming from this mouth. My tongue has sometimes been so sore. You know, I got a real big tongue. That sounds like a funny thing to say. It's true. I got a tongue that's way too big for this mouth. And I got real sore teeth. They're real sharp teeth. They bite down on that tongue a lot of times when I have seizures and other things. And so my tongue is bit a lot. And I'm not talking spiritually. I'm talking literally. But even spiritually, I can tell that I bit my tongue more than I would like to admit it. I'm going to quote my mama, Lord, help me step on my tongue, let me sit on my tongue. And in this case, I bite my tongue more than I'd ever sit on it. I'd rather sit on it than bite it. But folks, we need to be careful that we're not biting ourselves and saying horrible things and hurting our tongue. Be careful of it. Ephesians 4.29, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good for building up that it may give grace to the listeners. 
Proverbs 15, 4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it crushes the spirit. The tongue, the tongue. The tongue can do much for good and it can do much for bad. We've got to be careful. See, hear, speak. And the last one about speaking no evil, speaking only the good of God. Listen to this now. Listen to this. Colossians 4, 6. Listen to the power of this. Let your speech always, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you should answer everyone. Ooh, I have to say it again. Let your speech always be filled with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you should answer everyone. Now, how do we do that? Because we're so wise. No, 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 no. Back to the Holy Spirit again. The Holy Spirit speaking through us can give the correct answers. We can't do it on our own. We can't do it on our own, but the Holy Spirit can. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will help us to see no evil and look at the evil things. The Holy Spirit will help us to hear no evil. The Holy Spirit will help us to speak no evil. The Holy Spirit will help us to do no evil. The Holy Spirit, as long as we continue to give ourselves daily unto God is the Holy Spirit that will help strengthen us. Don't do the ways of the world. Do the will and the ways of God. How do I know, Pastor? How do I know? Because you have the Holy Spirit. He's given you brand new eyes. He's given you brand new ears. He's given you a brand new mouth. You know, I mentioned a while ago, that God has given us special glasses. He's given us special ear. Talked about that a while ago. And he's given us false teeth, so to speak. So we now have that. God has given us these things. Special way of talking, hearing, and seeing. But we need to do the correct things with him. You know the problem with our habitual ways or habits we so often get new things. We get new things that we're blessed with. I don't know what it is that you tell me. Maybe you get new things. So often we might get a new computer, a new car. Maybe it's a new TV. Maybe it's a new bed, a new stove, new watch, new iPhone, new whatever it might be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. And we appreciate it for a while, but after a while, we start to miss some of the features or some of the things of the, the old one. You ever done that? Like, I like the new phone, but I do miss how the old phone did this or that. Now, I wish this one did that too. Or, I like this car. This car is nice. Oh, but you know what I do miss? I miss how the old car, how you could hit this and then it would also, that the air conditioning would also go to your feet or whatever it might be. We don't appreciate the new. We kind of start missing the old. Folks, I guess there's nothing wrong with some of that, but here's the problem. We a lot of times look back to the old instead of looking to the brand, brand spanking new things that we are blessed with. As Christians, we do this far too often. We are given a brand new life. Brand new eyes, brand new ears, brand new mouth, 
brand new things we can do things with, but instead of looking at the new things we can do, we're looking back at the old mouth and using it. Looking back at the old fleshly ears and using them. Looking at the old fleshly eyes and using them. Then we wonder why we're not growing in the Lord. Oh, I think we know why. If we're really looking correctly with the brand new eyes, we'll know exactly why. Because we're going backwards, not forward. We're going backwards to the ways of the flesh, not forward to the ways of the spirit. That's why. Remember what it says in Isaiah 30, 21. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or when you turn to the left. And James 1.22 says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Christian, let's not take our new eyes, ears, and mouths for granted. We need to live enjoy the new lives and gifts that God has given us. Let's not take them for granted, but let's enjoy them. I don't know about you, but I truly appreciate the brand new mouth that God has given me, although sometimes, not even thinking about it, I take the mouth out and I put in the old one again. I said, I said, oh, no, 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 Lord God, Holy Spirit says, no, 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 take out that old mouth, put back in the new one and keep it in there. Don't take it out again. The Lord says, oh, no, no, don't be taking your new eyes off. Put them back on and keep them on. Don't be taking out the, the hearing aid that I've given you. Keep it in there so you can hear what God is telling you. We need to do that and don't go back to the old ways. Don't do it again. From this moment of truth forward, let us see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, and do no evil. Let's not do it again. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need to remember that and not go backward. Pastor, are you talking about going back and getting lost again? No, I'm talking about living like a lost. There's no reason for it. Let the Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, Allow us to see God's truth, to hear God's truth, speak God's truth, and consequently do God's will. Hebrews 11.1 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Through our faith we can see, we can hear, we can speak, we can do. And we must pray constantly. Listen, we need to pray constantly for the blind, for the deaf, for the mute, for the lame. Now, am I talking about the physical, the physically blind, deaf, mute, lame? Sure, why not? But that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. When Jesus Christ was here on earth, he went around and he healed them. He healed the blind, the deaf, the mute, the lame. Why was he doing that? Why was Jesus Christ going around and healing the blind, the deaf, the mute, the lame? Why was he doing that? So many people believe, they believe, they honestly believe that that's because Jesus Christ is always going to heal the blind, the deaf, the mute, the lame. Every time somebody's sick, he's going to heal them. We're never going to be sick again. That's not what Jesus Christ was saying to us. He was doing this to show a symbol, a spiritual symbol, that he was going to heal us when we're saved, heal us when we have salvation. 
of the spiritual blindness, the spiritual death, the spiritual muteness, and the spiritual lame so that we can get up and do what he wants us to do. Listen now, in, in 1 Peter 2.15, we need to remember this when we see people who are lost because they are blind, deaf, mute, and lame. It was a saying in 1 Peter 2.15, for it is the will of God that by doing right you may put to silence the ignorance of the foolish men. We no longer are blind, deaf, mute, or lame. But we need to treat those who are with agape love so that they can see the love of God. Hear that agape love as you speak that agape love and do the agape love of Jesus Christ. That godly love. They need to be able to see, hear, see as you speak it and as you do it. That's what they need to do. Remember Remember this. And one last thing I'll say to you today. One last thing. John 6.63 It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and are life. The Holy Spirit is such a wonderful blessing. And it is through that Holy Spirit that you have the ability to live for Jesus Christ. It is through that Holy Spirit. I don't understand when so many Christians say, oh, I don't believe that Holy Spirit is a part of the Trinity. <laughs> Holy Spirit is part of God. And if it were for that Holy Spirit, you wouldn't have been saved in the first place. Holy Spirit called out to you, and you came forward. It's through that Holy Spirit that we need to listen so that Jesus can save us. It's through the Holy Spirit that we need to allow Jesus Christ to live through us so that Holy Spirit can speak to us, through us, so that we can hear everything, see everything he wants us to see, speak, so we can do the things of God that others can come forward and do it too. It's not us to do these things, but the Holy Spirit, but let us do it. So see, hear, speak, and do no evil, but see, hear, speak, and do the things of God. Amen. Amen. Let us bow in prayer. Dear Lord, I pray right now for those who are here who perhaps right now are remembering things that we may have done wrong. Perhaps there's times that we have not seen the things that you want us to see. Perhaps we feel ashamed of that, even now. But Lord, I pray that you will help us to see that you are with us. Maybe those are home right now, and they feel perhaps that they have gone wrong, gone awry. I pray that you will help them to see right now through the Holy Spirit that you are calling out to them to lead them, to guide them, that they can see right now that they can come forward, whether it be at home or those who are here now. Then they come forward today that this time, of, uh, this time that we have here at the end, Lord God, this is not just an invitation for those who need to be saved, but for those who need to come forward and call out to you, who need to pray unto you so that you can hear their word, and Lord God, that you can see that they are very sorry for the mistakes that we made and that they can, you can see that they want to be dedicated unto you, Lord, through our actions. Lord God, I pray right now that we will see your will in our lives and hear your voice 
that we'll be able to speak what you would have us to speak and do the things you would have us do, Lord God. That we'll be a great example unto you. Not for our glory, Lord God, but for your glory. I pray, Lord God, that you will help us to be excited to live for you. To show the excitement through our actions. I pray all this in your holy name, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.